Hi, my name is Silas Moore. And my name is DJ Francis. Welcome to the Room 18 Tribe Podcast, where we let you inside the classroom. Today we're going to be doing a reading of Breakout, written in full by Silas Moore and DJ Francis. New York City, 10 o'clock when they broke in. They smashed the windows. Chase shot up in bed, but he already knew what was going on. The gunshots came smashing through the door. He heard his mom scream, and then they left. The sirens came as if somehow reminding him that his mom was going to die, no matter what. Mom! Dad! She's... she's gone. The cops came in that night and took Jay in for questioning. While Jay was at the station, Chase stayed behind at his house with one other cop. The only words going through Chase's head were, Jail. Mom. Mafia? The next morning, the social services came to pick up Chase, but he wasn't there. In fact, he had left on the 7.30 train to Boston, where he would catch a plane to California. He was going to California because that's where his dad was going to prison. His dad had been falsely accused of murder in the first degree and would be sent to the prison in California. The whole six and a half an hour trip, Chase was thinking, thinking about what to do when he got to California. Was he really going to break his dad out of prison? And how would he do it? All he had was $150. Chase had gotten the money from the secret stash his parents had created for emergencies. Although he was 15, he said he was 18 with a growth problem. Obviously, the TSA didn't believe him, so he snuck into his suitcase and stowed away in the baggage area. Chase woke up to being thrown onto a baggage cart. Chase was scared. He had absolutely no idea whose suitcase he was in and what he was going to do. Chase saw a shine of light through a hole in the bag. With a glimpse of light, he saw something. A Barbie doll? He was in a child's bag? The little girl stopped yelling, but only said Chase. The little girl stopped yelling, but only because she had seen that he had a 20 sticking out of his pocket. I won't tell my parents if you give me the 20. Chase leaped out of his bag, stuffing the 20 into the girl's hand. He was in Ellie International. The first thing Chase needed to do was come up with a plan. He knew his dad was staying at the California State Penitentiary, high security. Chase had six and a half hours to plan breaking his dad out. He had nearly perfected his plan. What he planned to do was start a prison riot, and while all the guards were distracted from that, he would sneak into into the prison and break his dad out. Chase walked out of the airport and into the dazzling sunlight. Excuse me, sir, Chase said to a man walking by. Where is the taxi stand? Hey, kid, can you be with your parents? After that, he snuck onto a bus telling the driver his mom was in the back, and then he got off at the stop closest to the prison. One of his major problems was that he couldn't get into the prison contact his dad in the first place, but he knew he would find a way. That night, he slept in an alleyway, formulating his plan, and in the morning, he had an idea. What he had to do was grab onto the bottom of a truck, and then he would be in the prison. Then he would get into a fight that would start other riots. Then he would find a way to sneak his dad out of, onto the bus and out of the prison. When he woke up, he saw the city also start to rise. Buses and taxis. It was weird not being in his own comfortable bed. He was kind of sore because he slept on concrete. The rest of that week, he watched a bus bring prisoners in and then leave. Exactly 12.15, the truck brought in 5 to 10 prisoners, and then at 12.35, it left. There was one armed guard, plus the driver, on the bus, and Chase hoped that they would leave when the riot started. On Thursday, at exactly 12.10, Chase got to the turn right before the prison gates. 
At 12.13, when the bus passed him, he threw a rock under the tire. The bus skidded to a stop and chased Dove under it. He grabbed onto the framing and lifted his back off the ground. He heard the guard circle the truck. Then the guard spotted the rock and yelled, Just a rock, Jim. He hoped that the truck would start to move. Finally, it did. Chase's back burned as it scraped against the dirt and gravel, but he tried to help hold on. As soon as the gate closed behind the truck, he knew that there was no going back. The truck stopped, and he heard the prisoner's chain clink as they came off. Chase knew that he had no time to lose. He had to get back in the truck in less than 20 minutes. Chase saw a big crowd of prisoners that were standing in a group, jeering at the newcomers. He ran to them and slipped into the crowd. He went to the biggest, most muscly guy he could find. It snuck up behind him and punched him as hard as he could in his ear. The man whirled around, his fist already drawn. But Chase had ducked under the punch, and when they were fighting, he started to run around, punching left and right. And just like that, he had a full-scale riot on his hands. Now he had to find his dad. Chase knew it was him as soon as he saw him. His dad was not a fighter. He was a more of a gentle guy. He was standing on the outskirts of the crowd, watching the whole thing unfold. Chase ran over to him and grabbed his arm. Dad! Chase! Dad, we have to get out of here! Follow me! Chase and his father ran onto the bus and lay down on the ground under the back seats. Finally, when the guards settled, the driver got back in the truck and drove off. Chase knew that the driver was heading down to Nevada to pick up more prisoners. They couldn't have too much, or it would be too dangerous for the driver and the guard. Finally, the driver stopped at a truck stop. At that moment, Chase pulled out the clothes he had stored for his dad so he wouldn't look like he was a prisoner. His dad quickly changed, and they ran off. The end.